Good afternoon. Thank you once again for joining me. Julian Campbell here. We've got another interesting show lined up for you again this week. As usual, we'll have a, a couple of our Harvard Business Review tips. Uh, one's dealing with emails, a very interesting one there. Also talking with Christina Sikiotis with our discussion on innovation. And uh, James O'Loughlin, the uh, new Inventors host, has been up in the region. And we'll get some of his ideas from Christina. Right now we're going to have a chat with Craig McGregor from the Hunter Recruitment Group because Christmas is coming. Good afternoon, Craig. G'day, Julian. How are you going this afternoon? Oh, very well, thank you. So uh, three weeks today is Christmas. Yeah, and come, it's, it's, come quickly. <laughs> I thought it was only January a few weeks ago. Oh, no. January 2014, that is. <laughs> so, so it's an ideal time with three weeks to go to get a few things in place, first of all before Christmas and then a bit of planning for after Christmas. Yeah, I suppose, um, yeah, I thought one of the things to talk about today is that, yeah, a bit of Christmas planning for your staff in terms of, you know, the logistics, just general um, things that need to be done prior to or around that Christmas period. And with the, the three public holidays there and sort of, you know, Christmas Day, Boxing Day and New Year's Day, I know in my business uh, this year our usual payroll day falls on a Thursday, so that's Christmas and New Year's Day. So we've communicated to our staff that we'll actually be paying them on the Wednesday prior as opposed to uh, getting that payroll processed on the Thursday and then, you know, with the public holidays, it may not go into their bank accounts until the Monday. So mm. there's small things that you can do that those things staff appreciate, mm. um, but particularly if you communicate to them early enough and let them know of what's happening, um, you know, it just creates that better relationship. And, of course, building that relationship, as we were talking about earlier, is very important because this time of the year is also when, or the new year, is when people start thinking about, shall I go somewhere else? Well, 100%, yeah. I think from a recruitment perspective, um, you know, this, this, this period of the year, that sort of, you know, December through to New Year's is usually our, our quiet period when people are starting to gear up towards the holidays, except for probably retail where they're ramping up. Um, but, you know, most businesses are starting to think about that, that Christmas shutdown break. And the new year for individuals more so, it's around, you know, that New Year's resolution, thinking about change, what can I do new in my 2015? And a lot of people do come to recruitment agencies like us with a, look, I've, I've been stagnant in my career or I'm looking for something new or I'm looking for something different. So absolutely, that, that's a positive for your business in terms of you could get some new staff coming in. But the flip side of that is, yeah, what do I need to do to make sure that I can retain the staff that I, I want to retain? So start to think about what are those critical things that you can do, and they don't have to be monetary, but I think that, you know, that communication, giving people positive feedback on the achievements that they've done in 2014, but also communicating to them around, well, what's the business plan for 2015? What are the key things that our business are going to try and achieve, and how are you going to be a part of that? So that may energise people to come into that new year thinking, great, this is going to be a new change or a new experience for me, or there's some things for opportunity or things on the horizon for me, as opposed to thinking, well, I might need to go next door or somewhere else to get that career buzz. Is it an ideal time for bosses to, well obviously not before Christmas but just after, sit down and help plan You know, where should we take this business in the future and use the whole team as a brainstorming session? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's, there's nothing better than getting people involved for engagement. You know, no one wants to have uh, you know, someone come in and just lecture them on, on what's going to occur. But if you engage people and let them be an input into what's going to occur, you'll get much better buy-in and traction on them actually achieving your goals, not only their goals. Now, now we, we were talking again off-air, uh, 
this is the time of giving gifts and parties and and so forth from a human resources point of view is that a good idea yeah it's an interesting one that we were chatting about that tradition seemed to be waning and one of my um thought processes on this is that when you give staff even a bonus, a Christmas bonus or a Christmas gift, um, it sometimes, particularly if you've got long-term stuff, it, it almost becomes expected or mm. part of the, you know, that, that I work here because or I'm going to get this Christmas bonus. So, you know, I like to advise my clients to maybe do do different things. So if you've given someone that Christmas ham last year, then give them a gift voucher next year or take them out for dinner this year or do something different so that it doesn't just become, yep, yeah, every year I'm just going to get a Christmas ham and then I expect that Christmas ham and then that one year it doesn't happen, you're the worst boss in the world. So I think you need to... And, and like, again, it comes down to change and the, the more you know about your staff and the more personal things like that mm. can be, um, the more effective they'll be. So, um, yeah, good good time probably in late November to start planning those sorts of things, budgeting for what you want to spend. Um, but, you know, you and I were talking off air that, you know, is this becoming, I suppose, non-standard? You know, are, are businesses not giving Christmas gifts to their staff and are, you know, clients and suppliers not really doing that anymore? It's... Mm. It's an interesting yeah, thing that's occurring in our society, I suppose. Yeah, I'm probably sending emails instead of giving Christmas cards. Yeah, 100%. And look, <laughs> that's, a, yeah, that's a change of time, just like newspapers are printing less um, newspapers and everyone's going online to get their news. It's probably a similar thing that Christmas cards are, are slowly becoming a thing of the past and the email or the little video footage or something like that's becoming uh, the norm. So, uh, I mean, we've just talked about uh, possibly in the new year having a business planning session with our staff. That might be a good idea to have a, a casual day at a party then rather than before Christmas. Yeah, no, that's, and that's one thing we've been thinking about here is that, yeah, this is, this is silly, they call it silly season for a reason, that you know, <laughs> people are have engagements most nights or, you know, they've got family things that they need to attend to and Christmas is flat chat, so... Maybe doing that, uh, saying, you know what, guys, we're not going to do the Christmas party this year. We're going to do our, uh, our um, usual annual party in uh, late January or early February, and we're going to celebrate what we did last year, but we're also going to talk about what we're going to do next year. So, yeah, I think that's a, a, that could be a really smart, smart strategy. Well, thanks for your, bunch, for your time, Craig, and, uh, and for being on the show during the year. Have, you have a great Christmas with your family, and uh, we'll have a chat with you again in the new year. Yeah, same to you, Julian. Thanks for having us on, on this year and look forward to contributing next year. Thank you. Bye-bye. Cheers, mate. Wayne. Craig McLaughlin. McGregor. Craig McGregor there from Hunter Recruitment Group. Uh, just a few things we need to get in place before Christmas and, of course, an ideal time to look at our business for the new year. You're listening to Business, The Law and You on 2NUR 103.7. Uh, and it's time to, uh, well, it's uh, 22 minutes past one. Time to pop over to Christina Sikiotis. Good afternoon, Christina. Oh, hi, Julian. How are you? Were you singing and dancing to that one? I was. Okay, I well, was. So, song so. and dance, man. Just my song. I love it. <laughs> so uh, you were uh, went and saw James O'Loughlin, the uh, new Inventors host this week, and I believe he had a few little innovation tips. Yeah, he did. We actually brought him up, and he did a few functions, um, a few functions for us on Friday last week. Um, and one of the, the simplest messages that he gave people, Julian, was to think. 
make time in your day, in your work day, to actually think. And he says that the, the best way to come up with a good idea is to have lots and lots of ideas. He said, write, down, write them all down. You know, you might have 10 ideas in a 15-minute in a thinking session, and it doesn't have to be done with anyone else. It could be done just on your own. Um, and then maybe develop them a little bit by little bit every day. So you, your Monday thinking session might be, what new ideas can I come up with? Your Tuesday thinking session might be, right, let me see, what, what are three factors? that I would need to make each of those ideas um, come to fruition and then you expand on it as the week goes. A couple of them will fall by the wayside because you realise they're A, too difficult, B, they're illogical, C, you don't really have the drive to do them um, and as we've discussed, drive and, and passion is a, is a really important factor in pushing an idea forward. Mm. Um, but he said, he said, look around you for where the problems are and we've spoken about this before and we've, we've spoken about it in terms of um, <clears throat> IDEO and David Kelly as well. So have a look at where the problems are, where the gaps are um, he said, for example, look at, a, look at a jar of Vegemite. Now, what is it about the jar of Vegemite? What is it about Vegemite that you can change? Most people would be absolutely disgusted if you, if you changed the taste of the Vegemite. He said, um, but that's, that's only one factor of that product. The packaging is a factor. The labelling is a factor. The marketing is a factor. So sometimes we need to open our eyes to other potential ways of changing something to improve it than mm. rather just looking narrow-mindedly at the product. And it's amazing how changing packaging can have an effect. One of the products uh, that we sell, um, we changed the packaging and doubled the, uh, the sales. Just yeah, uh, and it, yeah, those messages that you give people with colour, with um, with the the written word, are absolutely vital to how you market something. Um, the other thing we, that we discussed with him was um, if you look at something long enough, it, you become very blasé to it sometimes. And he used the example of. Um, in this in this um, ecologically aware day, we turn the hot water tap on and we wait until the water becomes hot before we put the plug in or use the water for what we're what we're thinking that we want to use it for. There was a um, a gentleman who invented um, a, a capturing uh, device where all that cold water that was that was initially coming out of the hot water tap was diverted into a storage area and then when you needed hot water uh, cold water sorry it you used that was the cold water that you used initially before you went back to the tap so very simple thing and how many people do you know just sit there and stand and wait until the water becomes hot without doing anything with the with the water that's coming out of the um out yeah. of the tap so just you know, very simple ideas. He said a lot of great ideas started in garages, which is true. If you have a look at, you know, um, where some of the great inventors started and some of the great businesses started, they were in garages. Think, think body shop, think Steve Jobs, you know, think of multiple examples of, of things that we've discussed over the, the year. Um, a lot of them started in garages. And he mentioned you, well, you said he mentioned uh, thinking time. Does he thinking that as a, as a scheduled thing that you do every day or you, you do it when you've got a little bit of free time? No, schedule it. It's like anything else. If you want something to happen, you have to make it happen. So just just as important as doing your book work and your invoicing and your um, you know new proposals to clients is thinking time because without that thinking time, you're not going to go anywhere. You're not going to move forward. Mm. So you need that downtime. That th and it's not really downtime because let's face it, sometimes when you're trying to think, it's a hard thing to do. Mm. You know, you're trying to think your way around a problem. It, it's not a it's not a very easy, pleasant, put your feet up and have a have a think um, situation. Sometimes it's quite difficult and you're, and you're on the spot. So make time to think. Are you allowed to go off for a walk at the same time? 
Absolutely. You can do whatever you want to. In that thinking time, well, I mean, we've talked about that before as well. Yeah. It's that whole time when, when you do have that little bit of um, of downtime when sometimes all those ideas connect with each other. All the yes. things that you know connect with each other and can come up with a solution to a problem. Yes. All right. Well, thanks very much for those kind comments and uh, we'll have a chat with you again next week. Look forward to it. Have a great week. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Christina Sikiotis is there with... Uh, some of those comments from James O'Loughlin, who, as you know, did host that uh, new inventors ho- show for many, many years. So some interesting management tips here from the Harvard Business Review. And this one, I think, is really important for all of us. It says, think before hitting reply to your next email. And I think we're all guilty of uh, sending emails sometimes. People today expect an instant, instantaneous reply to any message. But you shouldn't reply to everything right away. If you hit send without fully thinking, you could start a cycle of miscommunication. And here are some other options. The first one is a non-responsive response. So you could type something like, got your message. This serves as an acknowledgement, though it may aggravate someone in the midst of a negotiation or serious exchange. The second one is an expectation setter. You could say, got it? A lot on my plate today, I'll get back to you tomorrow. This is often good middle ground, it's an immediate response and resets the timetable. And the third one is a confident pause. Don't respond. Really, just don't. Pausing for at least 24 hours is a pretty good rule of thumb. Not responding can often work to your advantage, so you and the sender can think. So next time you hit that button, just have a little think about it. The other one here, uh, which I really enjoy, is four ways to improve your storytelling skills because storytelling is a very good way of communicating with people. People are wired for good stories. If you can weave a compelling story into your presentation or meeting, your message will be more memorable. Hone your storytelling skills. Parachute in. Avoid, let me tell you a story about a time I learned. Drop your audience immediately into the action and draw the lesson out later. Or follow the Goldilocks rule for details. Give too much detail and your audience is lost or bored too little, and they lack enough context. Test your story with friends to find the right level of detail. Third one is to focus on one person with one thought. Focus on one person at a time for four to seven seconds and try to connect with as many people as possible. And then the last one is use silence to impact. Silence draws emphasis to what you've just said or what is about to come and allows others to contribute their own interpretations. So very good little tips there about storytelling and very, very powerful way of communication. Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you've enjoyed the program. We've looked at preparing for Christmas from a human human resources point of view, particularly getting those... uh, pays and things right before those dates and some of those thoughts from James O'Loughlin. In a moment Jane uh, Jane Klein will be back with you with more of your easy listening favourites. Next week I'll continue our discussion on mediation with John Woodward, have a minute on innovation with Christina Sikiatis and we'll look at some other business and legal news and views that might affect your business. I'd love your company again for business, the law and you at the same time next week. Until then, have an exciting and prosperous week and, as Dale Carnegie once said, take a chance. All, all life is a chance. 
The man who goes the farthest is generally the one who is willing to do and dare.